Welcome to Beat It Movie Reviews. I'm one man Nazi killing machine, Joe Cabello, and this is Big Lump of Gold, Chris's soda. What's up, Chris? Hey, how's it going? That was an awesome get for this episode. We got the dog from Sisu. Um, awesome. Awesome you guy. You could barely hear him. He was no- he was noise gated. <laughs> no, not 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 in the original recording that I'm making, but for uh, okay, you, okay. he was definitely noise gated. Um, he's still going right now. Throughout the <laughs> episode, Chris. So look out. Uh, okay. Um, and I wonder why we would have that dog here in studio, paying him five hundred dollars as is a Screen Actors Guild minimum for uh, oh, guest right. appearances like this. Uh, it's because we're reviewing Sisu, the newest movie out, uh, act, or what is it, what would you call it, an action revenge movie, revenge action even? Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll call them the Avengers. Um, and what did we hear? Uh, we heard uh, Queenie Pie by our friend Davis Aya. Creamy Pie, too. You might have heard a creamy pie if that didn't noise gate out. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing about these new uh, filters on mics and stuff and computers. Like, I've been getting cream pied every recording several times, and it's never cut out. The no- it's always, it's always, I mean, it's always cut out that noise. So <laughs> uh, maybe one day we'll tell people about how that went for me. <laughs> Just, <laughs> all right so that was queenie pie not creamy pie chris just so right. you could have me say that humiliating joke <laughs> uh yeah davis il's song our theme song in fact i think it's kind of more our theme song than it is his song now right right yeah i'm sure. ready to get litigious and sue him for well, <laughs> using it <laughs> Every week now, we'll say that it's our song. We'll be like, what's that? It's our song, Queenie Pie. That we wrote and played on our (laughs) instruments. And the most amazing thing about it, the entire recording of that song, when we made it, we were getting cream pied. So let's get into the movies and TV. Chris, I really hate to go from a transition of talking about cream pies to uh our first the thing we usually have been reviewing first uh-huh. i almost don't want to say transition it. from uh cream pies to suck session yes i don't want to say it but thank you for taking the hit i'll do it for you because yeah. i'm already i'm putting a lot of money in the swear jar here in the offices of beat it movie reviews so i don't want to have to put any more you feel me all right, so from cream pie to a suck session, just as your famous quote is, you say it a lot, actually, uh, to people that you pass by on the car, some of them of questionable age. We know that you say that. <laughs> to, yeah, sorry, to very old, old people. Yeah, that's what I mean, the elderly. It is, uh, yeah. it is, it's not good to treat the elderly the way Chris does, and he just admitted it in a you lot know, of ways. It's not- it's not, I'm not treating him poorly. You know, some, some old people just need a good suck session. They haven't had one in a while. True. Have you introduced yeah. any of your elderly family members to suck sessions? Nope. Any? No, I don't do uh, any, any elderly incest. All right. 
just a disgusting, horrible episode. Uh, we had some technical difficulties. This is actually our eighth time trying to record this episode. We've gotten to the full two-hour episode eight different times uh, before this, and now uh, we, we lost the recording or we then forgot to record. There was eight different scenarios. Now we're back, and we're trying to muscle through it. Yeah. And actually, so if you're hearing this now, this is our 11th time uh, yeah. recording up. We got we had a couple techni- more technical difficulties. Between, the, between what to you was seconds before yeah. Chris said that, but for us has been six hours <laughs> of, <laughs> of doing the same episode. And believe me, this whole cream pie thing, it's on the script. We're following it. This <laughs> is, it went really rough the first time. Uh, I think we've gotten better at it. Yeah. And we're back with our 12th recording time, so we got it we got it up to a point. Uh, so Succession, Succession, this episode, um, kind of an uncomfortable episode to watch uh, near the end. And we're going to get oh, into yeah. spoilers. Yeah. Yeah, it was really interesting to see that it kind of uh, pulled a twist on us at the end where it looked like... Uh, it was going to be a real shit show uh, with um, Kendall. Kendall coming out with his speech and then kind of just does a switcheroo on the audience. Uh, he pulled it, it off. It turned, turned out great. Yeah. <laughs> he pulled it off with what are really lies and nothing he can <laughs> back up, but uh, he did pull it off. Yeah, this was a really um, interesting episode in it was uh, testing Roman and Kendall and even Shiv in her own way. Like, can you handle this world now without your dad? We haven't seen them do that too much. You know, last episode, there was a bit of it. But this was really like they're in the game doing their deal and you're seeing them like straddle the line between fucking up and also doing well. Yeah. And I don't... Yeah, because like even uh, Shiv and uh, Tom are like kind of getting back together a little bit, right? Yeah, which which is like, it's like what's going on? This is like too happy right now. Yeah, it, it is it though, because like yeah, right? that's it's just that's not a good down, I'm yeah, sure. it's not They're a good relationship. Even as they both kind of admit, it's just like, almost like we're the only two people disgusting enough to be with each other, like that know how yeah. how awful we are. That's kind of what it felt like was, hey, we're yeah. perfect for each other, not because we're happy with it, but because like, we both see it and we're okay yeah. with it. Yeah, so very interesting uh, turn of events. I would really like, though, if in the final episode, like, just some random guys beat the shit out of Roman. Yeah. <laughs> like, just like That's him what, saying his, a snide comment to some guys in, like, arc, Vegas, and they just beat the shit out of him. His arc in this was, like, he just is, like, the family failure. Is that how it's going for him? And, yeah, the, the family failure who thinks he's his dad like i mean he kind of says it so much yeah and it's like dude you've done nothing that your dad has done and <laughs> you haven't earned anything um i i yeah. 
I liked how uh, Jerry dressed him down, but at the same time, it's like these guys are kind of like immune to being dressed down because they're so such idiots who are so egotistical. Like they're just like, no, you're wrong, despite yeah. the fact of the contrary. So yeah, I, I would really like to see these guys fail hard, especially Roman, because I think Roman's just like a true asshole. Kendall is an asshole just in his like by his no real fault of his own really like but yeah, Ke- roman's like, trying to be an asshole yeah the thing is like kendall is trying to do good for the company so like everyone will like him whereas roman doesn't care if anyone likes him he just wants to be seen in his dad's eyes like that's that's all he wants mm-hmm. so he's always just a piece of shit to everyone yeah uh, and not ever coming coming up with good ideas and then only ever doing things when people tell him to for the company like yeah he's dad. a ween yeah like his only real call is firing people <laughs> yeah it's the only thing he really has of his own ideas and it's funny that you know this episode he he fires two people and you're like well even, you know, Kendall's like, let's just fucking fire everyone. Fuck it. Like, pull, if you're Coked pulling the trigger, dude, don't stop. And it's just funny because it's like, I mean, maybe that would be for the best in, in terms of how insane all these people are. But, yeah. Yeah, pretty funny that Roman's just listening to this uh, this joke on him of his dad stitching together. Yeah. That's <laughs> uh, pretty heavy uh, and sad. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, oh, I miss my dad so much that I'm willing to just listen to him say something about me. <laughs> I don't care if it's bad and a lie. Or it's uh, a lie but the truth. A lie but the truth. Damn, Chris. <laughs> Heavy. Um. So, yeah, I'm enjoying kind of where this is headed. Uh Mm -hmm. This season's got me, and I think I'm even more excited that it's the final season, kind of like what we said when the season first started, but I can really feel this building to something satisfying, so that's very exciting. Yeah. All right, cool. Anything else about Succession? That is it for me. All right, cool. Well, let's move on to some stuff. I want to shout out a show that came back for season two this week. In fact, it's been kind of insane with how many shows in the last couple weeks have come back um, that I really enjoyed season one or season two, whatever it was, including Single Drunk Female, um, which I'm not going to talk too much about because uh, I haven't got too much in the new season. Sweet Tooth, and I haven't seen that, watched that yet, but I... I did enjoy season one, um, like Dave, which we'll talk about and whatnot. But uh, the show I'm talking about is Somebody Somewhere. This is um, a Mark Duplass produced show in its second season. And it's a very like Duplassian show. Like, uh, you know, just indie, very real people. It's not trying to be sensational with its storylines or even like warm core, but it is very warm hearted. Okay. Um, I don't know. It's just that like that 
that very specific tone that he's very good at with especially with a lot of his movies um where yeah it's not like it's not misery porn and it's not warm core but it has notes of both but it just just in like how real it is um and it's about this woman who um kind of is uh reaching her the middle of her life um doesn't have much going on and uh it's kind of her journey finding friendship in her small town while dealing with her family drama um which is not a great exciting way to describe it um but it's not like a flashy show in that way just all the characters are really awesome i I think it is just one of those shows where you think you know where the story is going for any episode just given the tropes of sitcom and tv and then it oh. doesn't really go that way. Okay. There's a lot of that. Um, where you're like, oh, that was kind of nice to see. Uh, and the main lead is great. Um, all the characters are really great in it. They're short, like, 25-minute episodes. Um, and I, if you haven't checked it out, I definitely suggest starting at episode one. I don't think it's for everybody. The show, I'm not sure if you would love it all that much. Um, but... Uh, uh, I'm definitely excited to have it back. And that's cool. somebody somewhere. It's on HBO Max. And what you've been watching? Uh, let's see. I did get caught up on Barry. Oh yeah, where's what episode's that at? I believe it's episode five. Wow, five weeks of Barry. That's another one of the comebacks. The comebacks. Oh, well, actually, I guess it's just four, four episodes. Okay. Yeah. So you're all caught up. I haven't, still haven't watched past episode one. Okay. Yeah. How's this? How's the trajectory of the season? Uh, it is very shocking and fucked up. Um, <clears throat> there are definitely interesting stuff happening. Barry is, like, way more tragic of a character now because, you know, spoilers, I guess, for the end of last season, but he is caught by the police. So he's kind of, like, more vulnerable and exposed than ever because people kind of know what he has done, essentially. And he's in there with, and what's his name, his boss? Or Fuchs. his old... Yeah. Yeah. yeah his old boss. and uh, And it's, like all about the other characters and their lives and how it affects them now that this guy is famous like a famous murderer essentially and it's like oh you dated this guy who murdered people oh you taught acting to this guy who murdered people what's that Mm, that's interesting yeah so there's very interesting stuff uh in the last episode there was a great bit with uh, fred armison doing a little cameo oh nice in the show uh for you know not in like a minute but it was like a very very good uh use of him pop out of but yeah so uh it's still excellent very excited for the show to end as well nice yeah yeah. feels like things are really escalating we're at the season four uh this the class of season four 
where they're all ending in season four for us. And that's very nice. Because Succession is four, right? Uh, I think so. Nice. Yeah, I got to get caught up on it. But yeah, it's just been crazy. Like I said, I still need um, season four of Atlanta. I still need to watch. Yep, same. Yeah, every time I finish the episodes of Dave, it pops up with season four of Atlanta. And I'm not ready for this yet. Yeah, and even like while watching Dave, you're like, fuck, I should be watching Atlanta. Not in a negative way towards Dave, but like uh-huh. they, they are hitting such similar notes. But yeah, it's like it is. It is really a headspace experience you got to get into watching Atlanta. You know, I kind of liked the when I was watching it week to week release. That way, I could have some time to like force myself to think about it. Yeah, um, and and also like the each of those episodes are nice to think about after the fact and kind of decompress because they're usually like very heavy. And... Yeah, you don't want to like binge them. There's like yeah. there's very little benefit to binging them because the episodes are so different. Yeah. True. Uh, and that could bring us to Dave um, yeah. as a natural transition. A natty yeah. trans that this episode was the storm. And in this episode he uh, a lot happens, but the main thing is him and his crew get stuck in a uh, bunch of uh, Christian right wingers home. After, during a storm uh by chance and uh yeah what do you think about this episode um it was fun i i like that uh they don't dip their toes too far into like dealing with the family in their views of hyper religious and uh right wing views they kind of just run parallel with them and they're not they'd like try to uh kind of be resistant to them and then at the end it's kind of like oh it's fine it's it'll be fine i guess yeah it's fair kind of like it's kind of fair step in yeah 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 with all that stuff it definitely felt like um they weren't they weren't just saying, hey, this is wrong. These people are wrong or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, other than, other than that, I thought they had a great Gata bit in there that I was kind of surprised was like a big emotional story beat. Yeah, but <laughs> also end, like makes so much sense it. with him. Yeah. You know, it's kind of yeah. crazy how that that worked out. Yeah, it's it's so cool that they do this with his character where he's like when he's not the focus, he's kind of just doing random stuff and you don't really think about it. And then when they do focus on him, it's like really giving his character like a strong you you understand his perspective so much better mm-hmm. from like a small amount of of story for his character. And it's always really interesting. And yeah, because it would be easy just to be like, oh, isn't it funny? He's a character that always is getting laid and has a new girl around. You know, that's just his thing. But then they're like, oh, yeah, well, what if it was for this reason? And it's uh-huh. it's piled on top of stuff you already know that he struggles with. And you're like, yeah. it almost feel, makes you feel like one of his friends in that situation realizing like, Oh fuck! I should have seen this. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that um, was pretty good. Yeah. I also liked um their like the weird grandma character was really funny. In it. <laughs> Uh, I thought I was hoping that something even worse would happen with her, but uh, but other than a dog eating her out, which isn't too bad. uh, I just thought you know she kept (laughs) uh, she kept referring to Andrew Santino's character as Richard. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that was gonna go somewhere that I didn't want. I was hoping it wouldn't go. But not enough time in the episode. uh, Yeah. Only there was more time. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was really, um, uh, like you were saying, just this the politics of it. I think every side shows their ass a bit in this. Like, Dave's yeah. definitely being w- way out of his uh, zone. Like, he should yeah, not be... Overreaching. Yeah, he should not be overreaching like that. And they're being mm-hmm. so, like, ignorant in many ways. But also these people they're dealing with have view bad views even and controlling views and things so i thought it was uh, as good it's almost i was almost more on their side the christian side just because of how overstepping uh dave was being but it's kind of interesting to see like he gets yelled at by the girl or chided you know for like hey Uh what are you doing like this is what i believe and whatnot but also inspires her it's yeah it does play all sides a bit and like isn't saying hey this is a perfect situation it's like this is complicated and maybe some good comes out of it yeah which if there's anything to learn from this it's to remember that your parents will never accept you for what you want to do to be happy and you have to do it in secret <laughs> uh, that it is, is a good real advice. message and and very true to life it's not bad advice. Uh, and that was just hilarious how it all starts, just because of how unfortunately true it felt, how he brings this girl on stage and then everyone's a total fucking prick to her. Yeah. <laughs> Screaming yeah. at her because you're like, fuck, this probably would happen at a show, wouldn't it? Maybe yeah, not every show, but yeah. It's like, God totally. damn it. Because what, like, what other shows are going to show that? You know what I mean? Like the tone that this show in Atlanta hit allows it to do that because it's like, it's not, if young Sheldon did it, it would be (laughs) like fucking weird. Right. Like uh, even if like Kimmy Schmidt did it, it would be kind of weird. Like what are you trying to make a point? But like, because of the nature of the show, you're like, Oh, I understand how this is funny because it's tragic if it's funny at all and like the tragic reality and you are you are inviting us into your take on the world and that's interesting and that's just what i have to take this as it's nothing beyond that you know there's no genre expectations on top of it either because i would say you do that in any you do that same scene different genres you have different outcomes and expectations if it's a horror, you're like, oh, that girl's going to kill everybody. If it's a rom-com, oh, they're going to fall in love. Like, There's all these things, but this show just defies that and just allows you to take in the moment without expectations of what comes from the moment. 
Well, that is Dave. Any other thoughts about this week's episode of Dave? Um, no, that's it. All right, cool. Uh, well, I want to shout out a movie I watched and really enjoyed called The Manson Brothers Midnight Zombie Massacre. Now, you, I know we watched this trailer for this a, a couple years ago, perhaps, if it was that long. And this is a zombie movie uh, at, at an indie wrestling show. Um, so this movie is a total B-movie schlock, but it is so fun. A, zo- a zombie mass or a zombie outbreak uh, is caused by steroids from China, very explicitly Chinese steroids, um, <laughs> and turns these the whole uh, bunch of people and audience into zombies, and these wrestlers have to fight their way out. And uh, it's awesome. I wish there was a little more wrestling to it. I wanted to watch it because it looked uh, really cool. I've been watching wrestling lately, and I'm even uh, writing a wrestling movie right now. So I wanted to see how other people are tackling it. Um, I do. It needs way more wrestling, especially like against the zombies. There is plenty of it. It just needs okay. more. Yeah, um, like does does a zombie get suplexed and their head explodes? No. Fuck. Yeah, there's just not enough like that that stuff. Okay. It's way uh-huh. closer to a just traditional zombie movie than it is a wrest. What you might expect from a wrestling zombie movie. Um, I would say that. Um, but it's fun. It's got very, like, older brother vibes uh, in that, like, you know, like, in our generation, you don't have an older brother, but you know those, like, the older brothers would still be saying, like, the the F word Gaysler, like, well oh. into their 20s, you know, yeah. and you're like, I know this is a good guy. He just doesn't know what, he just doesn't know, you know, they're still saying, yeah. like, the R word and stuff like that. This movie's yeah, got like a little bit of kind that. of people where you just need a friend to be to tell them, hey, you shouldn't say that. Anymore. Like, oh, OK. Yeah. They might need like it. a nice you conversation know. about it. just be like, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, But they're overall good people. That's what this has. It's like, oh, it's a good guy. Just he kind of, you know, he calls he calls certain racist terms sometimes <laughs> that are soft, but not soft enough. You know, that type of guy. So it's got a little bit of that. And that probably even makes it sound worse than it is in that regard. But, um, you know, it's regressive a little bit, but not enough for me to use that word either. So I'm going to brand this the new older brother energy. Drink older brother energy. Oh, it tastes like semen. Why? (laughs) Why does older brother energy specifically taste like that? And why, and why do you don't know? know how that tastes? Yeah. Make sure to shake the can up or else all the sediment will go to the bottom. <laughs> so much sediment. Um, uh, but yeah, it's it's a blast and actually has some like pretty surprising, bold moments uh, in the story. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool that you you went that direction. Um, so I'd check it out. I think it's on Amazon Prime right now, included with Prime. Uh, it's just okay. an hour and a half. Uh, a good time. Nice. All right, Chris, what else have you been watching? Um, so uh, besides our main movie, I, I did watch one other thing this week, which was a show uh, that you had talked about briefly last week. There's five episodes out of it. 
and I watched all five of them, and that is Miss Davis, the new Damon Lindelof uh, show on nice. Peacock. So you must have liked it. Uh, I haven't watched any more since. Um, just yeah. like episode three-ish. Yeah, so you got through like part of episode three. I think the thing with the show is that I didn't really care about it that much until episode three. And then I like really enjoyed it. But um, it's such a bizarre show. And it's a show that if you just watch the first episode, you would it screams like this is getting canceled. Right, like, right. Yeah. Because it's so bizarre. Yeah. It's, it's really insane, like, how much money they're spending on this show with these, like, wacky <laughs> sets and costume designs and, like, retro futuristic. It's, like, 70s future tech. It's so bizarre. And the, um, the first uh, 10 minutes being, like, a lost send up yeah. in some ways where yeah, you're like okay yeah. what the fuck like and and for what reason i don't know if by episode yeah. five like okay connected. so by ep- episode five that comes back around to okay explain. okay right, good because so, i'm like they yeah. just decided to open the show in the most ludicrous way yeah uh, but but yeah, so it's really interesting because it's hard to explain what the show is initially, but it's like a, a, a present day where like there's a lot of '70s inspired, you know, designs still popular. Mm-hmm. But there's like secret societies that are guarding like relics of the past, ancient relics and stuff like that. And there's this AI that's like taking over the world and it's talking to everyone like Siri essentially. And it's its own like religion essentially. Yeah, you can get like. your wings they keep talking about. Yeah, so about. so main main char- the main character, you know, she's a nun, she hates the AI stuff, and she's all about God. And then there's all these other people that just don't have religion, don't care about it, but they love and are obsessed with technology. And this like app, this uh, Siri like person to help guide them so they don't have to think about anything. Uh, so it's it that part is very strange, interesting, but uh, yeah, it's just the show is constantly doing stuff where it makes you question what is real and what isn't and Mm. there's a lot of stuff in the show that's like very serendipitous or like all these bizarre coincidences that make you think oh this has to be part of the algorithm you know this right this is destiny or whatever so it it's really fun in that sense and then it also just gets really funny like out of nowhere sometimes it has like a really odd way of having a sense of humor where it does seem like a, a draw for the most part but it but the characters are like very goofy the main two characters mm-hmm. are like you know it's kind of like an anime yeah it could it's it could be yeah like an, that's true and the, oh that's the other thing too is that there's like action on in this show too that i wasn't expecting there to be like much of but the the action is like surprisingly competent interesting mm-hmm. kind of for, uh, for a show 
uh, Indiana Jones-esque. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so pretty fun show. You know, Betty Gilpin, we watched The Hunt, and I was just like, I just want to see her, like, beat everyone's ass. Yeah, just know? be a nasty shithead to everybody. Yeah, because she, she's so great in this and, and Glow and, and The Hunt that's like, she does need a role like this where she's just kicking ass. And mm-hmm. so I'm glad that she got a show after, like, as a follow-up to that where she gets to do stuff like that. Um, and it just makes it more funny that she's in a nun outfit mm-hmm. but she can kick your ass, you know? It's like, yeah, and she's kind of nasty cool. and willing yeah, to do fucked up shit. She won't take shit and is like, fuck this, you know? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. I'm shoot first. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, it kind of reminds me of, like, that um, that Amazon, the outer, whatever show, Outer Range Oh yeah, it kind of gives me that vibes of that show, and then also like um, that that Jason Siegel show, Dispatches from Elsewhere, mm-hmm. that he did. That was about like a, a a game that you play in real life, and you can't tell like what's real and what isn't because of how insanely produced it is. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. so uh, it's a really fun and interesting show and i hope that it's it continues as long as they want i just i haven't heard anyone really talk about this show and i don't even know i don't think it's on regular tv it's just peacock streaming right yeah you know there's just like there's too many uh, exclusives on streaming that yeah you just barely hear a little bit of or you're like this isn't season three like and it's really acclaimed What the hell? And it is too bad. Like, these shows have to work even harder to find an audience. But in that way, we get more shows and more possibly good shows. But it is hard to, like, yeah, what? I've heard critics talk about it. But, you know, I I don't know who's who's on Peacock, you know? I, I am, yeah. but we're all, we do a fucking podcast every week about this bullshit. You would expect <laughs> that we would. Uh, yeah. Oh, and that reminds me too. So your friend from Players is in the show, right? Oh yeah, I haven't seen the uh, Eli Henry. I haven't seen his episodes yet. Oh okay. Okay. Yeah, excited to check him out. He's always uh, really fun to watch. Uh, yeah. I just the the tension you were talking in the show of like you don't know if you're acting on your own free will or if you've if the AI has set up all these sequences of events guide you to a natural conclusion but the way they kind of do that reveal in the show the first time kind of feels stupid because uh the the mrs davies the ai tells betty gilpin like oh and you're only here because those guys those weird german guys chased you and then this happened and this happened they're all like really fantastical fucking things that very obviously something was at work like it's none of it was like uh, too many coincidences for something to be just naturally yeah they were weird because it'd be one thing like oh when you earlier this morning you got up and you decided to break up with your boyfriend well that was because of all these subliminal images we had put you would watch you know it's not like something crazy it's like 
when that weird group of Germans tried to kidnap you, that was the beginning of my plan. You're like, well, yeah, anybody could fucking get anybody if they're doing that bullshit. Like, it's really like uh, you wake up in my house tomorrow, Chris, and you don't remember how you got there. I'm like, oh, well, it all started, Chris, when I had those guys put a bag over your head and knock you out. You think that you, that's free will for you, but it's not. <laughs> you kidnapped me. Um, but yeah, we'll see if I watch more of it. I think I need to get rehooked. Um, I did enjoy what I, I saw of it, but um, it is a weird show. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that brings us to our feature review, which I'm very excited to talk about. Um, so let's get into it. Let's get into Sisu. I uh, should have pulled up some information on this. Because I actually don't know much about the creative team behind this movie. When an ex-soldier oh. who discovers gold in Lapland wilderness tries to take the loot into the city, Nazi soldiers led by a brutal SS officer battle him. Uh, what do you know about the creators of this? Yeah, so they made this movie that was really popular uh over 10 years ago called rare exports and it was like about guys hunting santa claus oh cool yeah because i think these guys are uh finnish uh yeah something like that um yeah finland yeah so but then the other thing was then a couple years later they made this movie called big game that was that starred Samuel L. Jackson as the president of the United States, and he, like, crash lands. Air Force One crashes in Finland with these, like, terrorists trying to capture him, and this little kid saves him, who's, like, a hunter, like, saves him. It's, like, this, you know, Nice. Kid adventure movie, essentially. Who? Oh, yeah, and it's a kid who's in this movie. Yeah, yeah, and he was in Rare Exports, too, so it's, like, that kid's always in this guy's movie. That's cool. But yeah, so so I knew about it from that and I was excited even though I, I still haven't seen rare exports and I've I've been meaning to, so I definitely should go back now, especially. Uh but yeah. Some backstory for it. Alright. Fill that up with your binder full of facts, audience. And let's get into it. Sisu, Chris, what did you think of this hour and a half revenge thriller, also known as the Avengers? Uh, I, I saw Sue. You saw so. I saw Sue. We all uh, see so. I don't know. I yeah. I thought actually, I thought that it was pretty good, um, and it was pretty much exactly what I thought it was. Um, I was hoping for better, like, fight choreography and more, like, uh, bloody gore mm-hmm. and, like, ultraviolence, you know, like like uh, some grindhouse stuff. Because the trailer kind of makes it feel like that, but I feel like it wasn't really extreme. It was very realistic still with with a lot of you know, it's like mm-hmm. there, there's like exploding bodies and stuff, but they kind of explode like how you would expect them to explode without yeah. like gallons and gallons of like excessive amounts of blood. But, yeah, there's no yeah, like anyways, punching a hole through a guy's face or you know, yeah. shit like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I thought I thought it was like a perfectly fun 
action movie where the action is clear. It just wasn't. The, you know, I think the the trailers talked about it being like John Wick's creative mm-hmm. producers or whatever, right? So I was thinking like, okay, so are they going to really have like that intense level of like action choreography in this? And they definitely do not. Yeah, it's they not. It's not, not that. have that. And it, and seeing how old this dude is, it would be like insane if he could pull off the stuff that Keanu Reeves would yeah, pull off. Yeah, that's true. Although, but he is like a beast of a man. So in that aspect, it's very cool. Uh, but yeah, no, I, th- I thought the movie is totally fun. I feel like it's it's a great movie f- when it comes out to streaming services for people to check out. Uh, and if, if you really like action movies, then it's not going to disappoint you, I think. But, but uh, if you go to the theaters. But yeah, if, if you don't care for action movies, this isn't going to... I feel like... Whereas John Wick can be a, a movie for people who don't like action movies or don't really care for them. Because mm-hmm, it's because so how impressive it is. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't that kind of action. But yeah, how, how did you feel about it? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think I disagree with you, but I think I was more hot on it than you are. Um, not that you seem negative on it. Um, but I did really enjoy it. I think there's a lot of cool going on here from the chapters given to the movie um especially with its length there's a really tight quick chapters um the the violence isn't like like you said it's not high level fighting choreography and it's not like that funny ridiculously bloody fun stuff either but it does have kind of a looney tunes element to it at times and um you do feel the brutality, you know, like yeah, you kind of yeah, feel it's more visceral. Yeah. You feel this guy's damage and yeah. And you feel that. Yeah. Like, which is shit. another great part is how fucked up he gets mm-hmm. and how the characters refer to him as like, Oh, he is like man who refuses to die. He's just so hell bent on vengeance or and it's, it is super cool. I mean, I guess when I was, trying to say how much I liked it. It wasn't that uh, I didn't like it or I didn't have a blast of a time. It's just I, I wanted to uh, temper expectations for... Oh, totally, because it's not the John know. Wick. It's yeah. it's not that, and like I w- was almost going to bring the wife to it just because she did enjoy John Wick and all that. Um, and I'm glad I didn't, because she probably just would have been like, okay, yeah, it wasn't that not really my thing and not not particularly cool, um, but there is yeah. some funny stuff in it. Uh, and, you know, I forget how awesome it is seeing Nazis get killed. <laughs> <laughs> it just is awesome. Yeah. Especially, I think, over the weekend, there was some, like, Nazi group at a drag event or something, like, wearing masks and hoods and shit. And it's just like, oh god, you just want to see people like that get fucked up because, like, <laughs> fuck that. Like we're yeah. we're over that like there's no yeah. no discussion with that so seeing these movies it's like damn i want to get all those guys a ticket and be like let's watch this together guys um so that was really really uh just kept me going through it and how it is very much like a revenge movie there isn't too much of the nazis getting one over 
on them. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, there certainly is, but it always... It's not like, uh, you know, in some of these revenge movies, the, the good guy or the protagonist starts to fight back, and then the bad guys come back and, like, find his mother and kill her, or, like, find, kill his best friend, like, shit like that. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I like that we didn't have those beats, because I hate those beats. I'm like, dude, I came to a revenge movie to establish bad guys and then see the bad guys get fucked up over yeah. the course of an hour and a half. And our hero will get fucked up a little bit, but... I'm not uh, particularly a fan, although I understand it dramatically, of when the bad guys start to get one up on them. Um, so, yeah, I had a, a really fun time with this one. Um, we can talk some spoilers, but I do think this is a great double feature with Shadow in the Clouds. Yep, I definitely agree with that. That's, that's so kind of what reasons. I was thinking of the whole time I watched it. Yeah, especially like where it gets to in, in the end where you're just like... Oh yeah, you've somehow you've earned this stupid. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, uh so I say go check it out in theaters. Uh always better to watch a movie in theaters, especially one like this. Uh let's get into some spoilers of it. Um I'll start off that I'm glad the dog didn't die. That that was big. Cuz uh, I was watching it knowing the John Wick comparison. Oh, pardon the John Wick comparisons, and I'm like, does that mean the dog is gonna die? Right. Because what the right. fuck? Uh, and there's quite a yeah. few points where you think he might. And actually, okay, so going back to last week, that's funny because this week I've watched two things where a horse gets blown the fuck up. Right. Yeah, I forget that is in uh <laughs> in uh, Mrs. Uh, Davis. Yeah. Played for laughs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's that is that, very true. That can be the the trigger warning of this movie. Yeah, I do know some the horse dog lovers. Doesn't die, the horse does. Yeah, I know some people who would be very upset about that. Rightfully yeah. so. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was really glad that didn't happen. Although the horse definitely, you know, not great. Uh, although a great scene, <laughs> like just a great yeah. moment to have a have him like, okay, that's how he survived a mine. <laughs> Got it. Uh, so yeah glad about yeah, that so we're, we're in full spoilers yeah full spoilers spoiler alright yeah yeah I think it's it was cool how like the gold kept him going it just so yeah. funny that he kind of was like fuck I just want this goddamn gold what's really interesting about that too is like I think in in most other movies that probably wouldn't work and be enough for you to care about it, you know, but the fact that it's established fairly early on that like this guy's literally had everything taken from him. Like any, anything that is better than money that you could have had was taken from him. So it's, it, you kind of feel like, just let him have his fucking gold. Like, <laughs> this guy's not going to find love or family again. So let him have his gold. Like, that to me is what that felt like. Because I think otherwise you'd just be like, dude, fuck the money. I mean, there's certainly the revenge stuff. But it doesn't. It feels like he's going after more than revenge in it. It does feel like yeah. he's going after revenge, but he wants his gold. <laughs> like, yeah. that is very clear by his actions. Yeah. Um, 
I was surprised he didn't get to use it to like kill people. Right, because it's so heavy. Yeah. A lot of those are like shards. They could easily just be like mm-hmm. shank someone with. Um, but yeah, the uh, the villain was fun because he was just this piece of shit asshole. Such a piece of shit. All of them are. Like they code yeah. them all in such a piece of shit way. Yeah, the sniper guy. I guess the only one that like isn't a piece of shit is the kid. Like that mm-hmm. uh, actually has respect for him when they tie him up and noose him. Yeah. And and he he's the, he's the one who gets killed. The, <laughs> yeah, yeah, by them instead of the old man. Yeah, that that was cool. the The part with the uh, the women getting guns and fucking up the whole truck full of heads. Yeah, was uh, like one of the best parts. I think, right? Yeah, a lot of people have also used uh, Fury Road as a comp for this movie, which yeah, you do understand at moments like that. But I think otherwise, I don't know if that's a great comparison. Yeah, right. Because early on, when they introduced them in the car, I was thinking that, like, oh, is this going to be like Fury Road esque thing where, like, these characters are really important? Mm -hmm. And then he doesn't even know that they're in there, like, for the whole movie until, like, (laughs) you know? Yeah, that's true. He doesn't catch a glimpse of them ever. Yeah, to him, he could have easily blown up that truck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he had assumptions, but, but yeah, it's like he, he passes by and like, I think one woman like pops her head out. That's it. So it's like, he might've seen her, but then right. when they walk, when they walk tied up to make sure the mines are not there, he never saw that. But yeah. So he's no um, simp. <laughs> I think uh, <laughs> the part where the the other plane comes, lands mm-hmm. uh, at them, that reminded me too of like uh, 1917. Oh right, yeah, the plane lands for those guys. Yeah, if you if you're in a plane in World War II, don't land. <laughs> <laughs> don't resupply. Keep flying. They they always like just resupply in a way like. Yeah, fuck it. Whatever. But I guess they had no reason to think anybody would be around. Yeah. Uh, at all, but uh but still. That and that's probably the what's crazy is for a movie where a guy pickaxes an airplane to ride it like Tom Cruise. Yeah. And somehow break his way in that the most unrealistic part feels like the hanging part. Yeah. Like that's, yeah, that's the part true. where I'm like, okay, yeah, I, he, I like, I buy the propping the it up thing by tying himself to a plane that's gonna crash into the ground. Yeah, or into and like lives. mud, I guess, and he lives. Yeah, but the part that has me hung up is that he hung himself, and he was not that he hung himself, but he was hung, and he lives for so long, hung. <laughs> Which I yeah. mean, okay, I'm not saying it's totally unbelievable because. Hanging, you die from the next snap. So if you're lynched, I guess it's more of lynching. I, I'm not sure if there's a difference in the term, but like the old execution hanging, you would drop. So it would break your yeah. neck. And in this, he was just pulled up. So if your neck was strong enough, it's kind of like those Brazilian jiu-jitsu guys who just can't get choked out. Their neck is oh. just so strong. You yeah. would have to be 
Brian Strong, the strong man, to do it. <laughs> uh, real guy, I think. Um, bias creatine powder gives me migraines. But uh, <laughs> that's where it was like, okay, how long was he up there? Like, I don't know if he could survive that long. Uh, and then he hoists himself up with his leg wound, which actually, that makes sense to me. But yeah, just that was, to me, the felt like the most stretch for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah, and the, that that was kind of the stretch for me too of, of him being hung and then the plane comes. And like, oh. And the fact that, like, he gets down from the plane flying over, not just from his own right it was like oh this is like when he's like the most lucky yeah yeah it's no longer about him not giving up but i guess it is because you either fucking give up hanging or you're like i guess i'll just hope that something happens in 10 hours from now (laughs) Uh, but yeah um the throwing of the mine at the nazi's head that was very funny yeah was cool just really fun to have him like be just behind this dust and smoke and be like him doing just fucked up things to them that was all really good yeah yeah that was funny the part where he lights himself on fire oh yeah such a stupid plan but also yeah okay i guess it's like stupid and insane uh oh you know what else was great is um at the end, when he gets a, captures the sniper guy, and then the the motorcycle rolls up, mm-hmm. and he just points his pickaxe at them, and then they're like, fuck this yeah. shit, and they leave. Those it's guys had the total fun. drop on him. Yeah. And just... They had machine guns on their thing and everything, and they're yeah. like, nah, fuck this. That's always my favorite bit, is when uh, the enemy characters are like so self-aware that they're just like, no... So yeah they're like beyond self-aware like they yeah. they know what we know almost <laughs> yeah like, no yeah. no no thank <laughs> you um yeah those guys and now they get to live free as nazis wait a minute you should have <laughs> killed them uh yeah that's really funny oh that made me think of, oh the the best part hands down is slitting guys' throats underwater to suck the breath out of their tracheas. Oh, yeah. That that was insane. That is... That's the kind of stuff that, if was in the movie more, would elevate the Uh movie. Yeah. Because that shit was like, I have never seen that before, and that is so stupid and makes sense. (laughs) And you have to be a fucking psycho to do that. It's like it's perfect dumb logic that you're like, okay, yeah, all right, well let's do this. That works. That checks out. Um, yeah. So yeah, the uh, thoughts on Sisu. Yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice, tight hour and a half movie. I mean, not much to it other than pure revenge. Um, yeah. Feel really blessed that there's still quite a few movies in theaters that I'm like, fuck, I'd really like to see that. But I've just been busy. I've been watching less movies, unfortunately. That's 
sucked just been so busy at work but it's like especially when they're in theaters like this you're like oh man i wish i'd i'd i could go three times a week with the last few weeks and see something new and good or at least interesting yeah true true i know you see me on the video true <laughs> all right well that is it for sisu chris what's coming up in the coming weeks we are in summer territory uh yeah we got um thursday star wars visions volume two comes out uh also oh the other two season three starts oh perfect man yeah so too much stuff uh the new gendy tarkovsky show comes out starts this thursday also called unicorn warriors eternal awesome i don't know if you've seen the trailers for that it looks pretty sick uh and then yeah probably for sure uh guardians oh yeah Galaxy volume three legitimately legitimately excited for this uh this marvel movie yeah well that's awesome well cool you can uh check us out on twitter at joe cabello at rebirth project for this lump of gold also go to uh, my website joecabello.com i just released a teaser for a new project i'm working on called robot guy teen team no (laughs) we're not letting you know what that is yet but go check out the teaser it's real short gets you a taste of what's to come JoeCabello.com. Um, sign up for my mail list. We'll send it. You could find all my stuff. If you really wanted to, you'd be able to find it. So I'm not even going to tell you here over voice. Uh, but uh, look out for that. And Chris, any partying words? Partying words? Yeah, I said no. partying words. I was going to wait for you to say bye, and then I was going to say no. I said partying words. But you got me. You must have looked at the script. Che- uh, cheers. That's a partying word, right? Damn, it's both. Yeah. You got me. You would have got me regardless. (laughs) All right, suckers. We'll see you next week. Bye.